Tonight I tell you the story of what happened after Jesus goes to the temple. He goes to the temple and he casts out the money changers. We get to this spot and we determine who the big men were and who the little men are. I have to say this to you. You see, there's a difference between big men and little men. I haven't noticed it so much amongst women. I've never seen where women have really tried to put themselves up there as if they are big shots. But I know that there has to be some stories of women that put themselves up there as big shots. I just don't know who they are. See, some people can only see the physical size. And fact is, is that if you look at most of companies that are led by some CEO, and most of the companies that are, have a, C, uh, a CEO, they have, they have a person of, of good physical size. Uh, Saul, in the, in the Old Testament, he was made king because he looked like a king. He was tall. He was standing head and shoulders above the average man. And he carried himself as a big man. And they said, this guy needs to be our king. But Saul was in, indeed was a little man. He hid amongst the baggage when he was going to be anointed as king. He was afraid of the people and didn't completely do what God had told him to do because he said, I was afraid of the people. He was afraid of the enemies because he thought that that he must offer the burnt offering before Samuel came. And he did that. David was not very physically big. And yet David, even as a youth, he would defeat Goliath. He had the integrity to refrain from killing Saul while Saul was pursuing him, you know, wanting to take his life. He was in a cave and he didn't do anything to Saul. He was a man after God's own heart. I've heard this a long time ago and it is absolutely true. You know that it is late in the day when small men cast tall shadows. Realize that. Jesus has just tossed out these money changers from the temple and then there is some small men looking at their shadows thinking that they're tall men in this story this story comes from matthew chapter 21 verse 14 right after he's cast these out and it says and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them But when the chief priest and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. And they said to him, Do you hear what these are saying? And Jesus said to them, Yes, have you never read out of the mouth of infants and nursing babes you have prepared praise? This is a time when... A big, man has, a big man has time for small people. A real big man has time for small people. The blind and the lame have not been cast out of the temple. They were there to beg. You see, sometimes people get generous when they're around religion. I'll tell you, that's what happens sometimes. They will go and they will... I want to be seen as generous, especially in the temple here. And so the blind and the lame would gather around that. Sometimes people will also give out of their excess, out of their leftovers. 
And sometimes when their money is being changed, they've got those coins that maybe they didn't want to really keep around. And they could actually pass off to the blind and the lame. The blind and the lame are always at the mercy of the unscrupulous men. If they were robbed, they couldn't chase them down. If they were beaten, they could not fight back and even defend themselves. But they had heard of Jesus. They knew he could heal them. They didn't know what else he could do. But they were there for a purpose. And that purpose was they were going to stay in that temple and be able to be healed by Jesus. The word for heal is therapeuo in this passage. And that, that, that means that there's, there's other words for heal, by the way. But this means that he healed them in body and soul. Not simply just healing them. You know, uh, he didn't cry out next. You realize what I'm saying? He didn't heal when I'm saying next. You know, I got through next. How about you? Next. Not the case. You know, we all know the difference between a really good doctor and an adequate doctor. I don't know if you go to a really good doctor or you go to an adequate doctor. I go to an adequate doctor. Uh, he doesn't listen. He already prescribes what he's going to prescribe before I've even given him all the symptoms. Understand this is what's going on with him. He's a good guy, but he has kind of the bedside manner of a two by four. You understand? There's not much there in terms of it's it. And I keep thinking that what he's going to say is next, next. You see, you get the sense that they're really just doing their job and they really don't care much about you. And see, and I, I want to say to people sometimes, does it really take that much time to really care? Does it take that much more time? It does a little more time. But does it take that much more time to really care? Now, I've gone to some doctors, and I have a doctor that I, I honestly, I, my, my uh, pain management doctor, he sits and he talks to me, he finds out what the real pain is, what he really needs to do, and he th- anyway, gives me the, I mean, what he does is done wonderfully. I don't mean that the other doctor, the, my, the, I don't mean he's a bad doctor in the sense that he's, he doesn't get the job done. But I don't really go caring to hear what he has to say to me. Or even sometimes, I'll be honest with you, he's prescribed some stuff. And I said, I don't even have that. I've taken the prescription and just thrown it away. Never even going anywhere with it. You see, what happens here is, is that they had heard about Jesus. And they found him to be more wonderful than you could imagine. Children often respond without knowing, uh, without knowing or even thinking about the consequences. Let's be honest with, with about children. Then children can be incredibly honest. These are the ones that are crying out and saying wonderful things about Jesus. Many times I've heard teachers repeat what a child has said happened at home. Uh, and probably you've heard it too. Kids are so honest that sometimes they take what has happened at home and they bring it to church and they tell us about it as well. You know that to be true. I remember one time when this little boy said, Mommy says she needs new jeans because she's getting fat, but Daddy says they're just more to love. Yeah, they tell us all kinds of things at church. You have to be careful at home. But children often, they also repeat what they have heard. 
It is likely that some of these children would have heard what had happened in that triumphal entry the day before where the disciples are exclaiming, Hosanna to the son of David. Hosanna is an expression of adoration, joy, and praise. This reference, though, to the son of David is messianic. Children may be little people, but they can say some pretty big things. You know, I was with my granddaughter, two years old, and I was, you know, the, the, uh, the Queen song or what was on the radio or whatever, and, and I said, I, I remember singing out with it, I said, I'm just a poor boy, nobody loves me. And my granddaughter came over to me and said, but Grandpa, I love you. And I said, this girl's getting a pony this afternoon. I don't care what her parents say. You understand what I'm saying to you. Very honest, very spontaneous. That's what children are. Little men think they're getting smaller when others are praised. You know that? Little men think they're getting smaller. The chief priests and scribes were indignant. Little men think they're taller when they stand on the shoulders of other people when they stand upon them. And they don't like others looming over them. These things that Jesus was doing was wonderful, but all they could see was their own image getting smaller and smaller. They were absolutely different from what Jesus would have said of John the Baptist. Remember, John the Baptist, Jesus said some wonderful things. John said of Jesus in John 3.30, He must increase, but I must decrease. Jesus said of John, though, Matthew 11, 11, Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. These priests, these chief priests and scribes, were opposed to the kingdom of heaven in their actions against Jesus. They wouldn't have said they were opposed to the kingdom of heaven. But there was no heaven in them. You know, many people, they, they start off at this place. But if they become bigger, they learn more. There was a time in our lives when we knew everything, wasn't there? There was a time when we knew everything and nobody could teach us anything. But then we got bigger. In reality, we thought we were bigger when we were smaller, and we got, we got bigger when we thought we were smaller. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? And so what happened with us is that when we knew everything, you couldn't teach us anything. And when we re- started to realize that we didn't know anything, then we could be taught everything, and we got a whole lot bigger Naturally, though, these chief priests and scribes, they will rebuke Jesus for allowing these children to praise him. I see, but who are the blind and the lame here? Was it those people that were physically blind and lame? Or was it the chief priest and the scribes who are blind and lame? And so they won't accept his healing. So Jesus appeals to the scripture. And this is the manner that he will attack Satan and those who follow Satan. He attacks with scripture. He said, have you never read? Do you know how that is putting salt in the wound of a chief priest and a scribe? 
Of course we have read everything we have read. How dare you say, have you ever never read to us? This is the story that they have there. And so Jesus gives them a summation rather than a direct quote of Psalm 8-2. They should have recognized it. They would not have an answer for it. They would not have admitted that they were wrong. Prepared praise, as he calls it here. It says that out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies, you have prepared praise. You see, prepared praise comes to those whose hearts are open to it. And those whose hearts are not open, it does not come. They come to Jesus because of who he is. Little children gathered around him. You have to wonder about somebody that little children won't gather around, by the way. You have to wonder about them all the time. They come to Jesus because of who he is. He heals them, these blind and the lame people. These wonderful things are recognized by these little children. Who are the big people here? Who are the big people here in this story? These children are. Yet those with the hearts of stone, they will not let heaven in. And they will be the ones that are blind. Years ago, I took a bunch of college students to Richfield, Utah. And at Richfield, Utah, we made it our goal to knock on every door in that town within a week. And so we knocked on every door. I mean, literally, if we, if we missed one, it was by accident. I will tell you the truth. We knocked on every door to share the gospel of Jesus Christ in that town in Richfield, Utah. And I had one of those college students, a young lady, that I had done some counseling with and knew her. But I, what I did was is that if I had the girls, I paired them up with a guy. And the reason behind that was for, pure for protection because they were going out on their own. And so I, and there was this guy and this girl, and the girl that I knew uh, much better than I knew the, than the guy. Uh, they didn't show up at the spot where we were supposed to have gathered together, so I went out looking for them. And I found her and him, and she's crying. She's just weeping and weeping and weeping. And she said to me, as I picked her up, and put her in the van or got her in the van, she said, I, I came across this lady named Betty. And Betty, I told her the story of Jesus. I told her about how wonderful he was and how he would forgive you of all of your sins. And Betty just kept saying, oh, I wished I could believe that. I wish that I could believe that wonderful story that you were telling me. I just, I just don't believe he can forgive me of my sins. Now, here's what I know. That young lady that was witnessing to her had had an abortion. And she had had to work through how Jesus forgives. For Jesus forgives. He forgives it all. She wasn't telling Betty that I know Jesus forgives everything because I just want to believe that. She was telling Betty Jesus forgives because she knew she was forgiven. Do you hear what I'm saying to you? But here's what happened. She would not believe. See, 
I think we need to be like little children going along in this week. Little children just don't think anything is too wonderful to believe. Little children just simply believe it. My little granddaughter, the one that told me that she loved me anyway, she got an Elsa dress. You know what I'm talking about? Frozen. And she believes now that when it snows, she has used her powers to make it happen. And when she was at a party where they had a birthday party, and there's a person dressed up as Elsa from Frozen to come to that birthday party, and all the little girls were just fascinated, I got it on video where she said, you know, I have powers just like you, she told her. She believed it. Sometimes we need to believe the wonderful things, not the things that are just not true, not fantasy, but the wonderful things about Jesus. When we believe those wonderful things, I will tell you, I know who the big people are. The big people are not necessarily the tallest. They're not necessarily the loudest. They're not the ones that tell you how good they are. They're the ones that truly are humble and humbled to come into the presence of Jesus and say how wonderful he has been. The little children were the big people here. Pray with me.